welcome back to unhinged movie misfits i'm kayla and i'm sam and today we're reviewing saltburn and napoleon two horny movies they yeah they are two very horny movies in different ways so trigger warning to all the zoomers listening trigger warning horny horny especially saltburn which we're starting (laughs) off with it is a very horny movie and uh, not just horny but perverse it's also really gay (laughs) don't worry it's woke it's gay as fuck it is really gay but you only see one dick it's a you see a lot of that one dick it's a nice dick okay (laughs) there's kayla's review on the dick (laughs) look if you can talk about boobs and you talk about florence Pugh's boobs for five minutes one day her pews i should be able to talk about a nice dick when i see one we're gonna talk about barry corgan's corgan (laughs) but it's not till spoilers it's not till the very last scene of the movie that you get to really see it so that's gonna stick with us y'all that's what you have (laughs) so salt burn is the second movie by Emerald Fennell. She is the director of Promising Young Woman, which I liked a lot. Uh, I've heard some people are mixed mind about it, and uh, I don't understand why they are. I think they don't really understand the movie. It uh, handles, it's a rape revenge film, and as we've said before on this channel, um, Spotify or apple what are, what are we called a podcast that's it a podcast that's the one <laughs> as we've said before we uh we like rape, rape revenge films when they're done well when they're done well and that's you know not last house on the left apparently no the no. only one that we actually that was covered. pretty that was pretty problematic that's how you do it wrong that no that's that's the example of how to do it wrong but see so this was a modern rape revenge film which means there's no rape in the actual movie right uh so i for some but people were still mad at that movie for reasons i just don't think they like the content yeah but this movie is um it's been several years since that movie hasn't it uh this movie is uh very british it starts out and takes place at oxford and then moves to a british um mansion mm-hmm. yeah um you know what's funny is this movie is super British, and then the next movie is very French. <laughs> yeah, it's a our European episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if you uh, are a longtime listener, you might remember uh, our movie, our review on the movie "The Lesson." Yeah, with Richard E. Grant, and he's back in this. He is back, <laughs> and he's playing another rich fuck. Except he's a very different kind of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll get to him. We'll start from the top. So, this movie is about a young freshman in high school that becomes very taken to Jacob Ellardy, who, as we've learned from uh, Priscilla, he he is irresistible. He's also six foot five. (laughs) Kayla. I watched a whole TikTok with true girl math where she used five and a half inch Balenciaga purses to measure what jacob ellardy is and he's 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 a tall he's a tall bro he's a good actor uh this is the second big movie i've seen with him in it this year and i of course we had seen him in euphoria but now that i've seen a little bit of his range even between playing elvis and playing this and from his other roles i think he's a very good actor yeah he is so i hope he has a good career 
we already know that Barry Corgan's a great actor. He got scammed out of his Oscar last year. Barry, how do you pronounce his last name? I'm just Ke- I'm just throwing it out the wall. Keegan okay. Kogan. Keeg Ke- Keggles. Oh my god. Barry Keggles is that? Oh my god. It? Am I <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd be really happy with that one. <laughs> I, well, I hope he gets to this. You know, I'm glad <laughs> to hear from you. My girlfriend said you had a nice dick. <laughs> so uh yeah so um jacob's uh irresistible and he uh finds a way to go with him over uh it's their summer break or something is that what it is yeah um that's what i that's he gets what I- to spend the summer at uh at his at his mansion with his family and uh he loves life so much that he will do anything to not leave basically that's the plot that's the plot. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. But the um, they don't show that in the trailer either. The trailer, the trailer make, makes it I, look like it might go bad for him. Yeah. See, that's why I was saying like maybe we wanted to do the reviews before we start going into I the movie because be, the trailer makes it look like a completely different type of movie. That it could be. Yeah. Um, I settled on a three point five on this one. Me and Kayla might disagree on this movie. Uh, I thought that it's wasn't as good as her previous movie. And, you know, I'm that kind of teacher and I'm like, I know you can do better. No, I mean, after talking about it again earlier, I think I'm going to end up also settling with 3.5 because I really liked this was one of those movies where I loved the character development so much. I thought it was great. The idea that she was going for, the way it was, the events calculated throughout the the movie, I thought it was great. But the cinematography and the way that the themes were displayed through it just fell flat for me. And I think by her doing herself so dirty with the cinematography and not going harder on and to try to find some better ways to show what she what I knew she was trying to say and show I think that people oversimplified it and and that a lot of and we don't even realize we're, we're doing that sometimes and that's how powerful cinematography is you see something over and over again and you you see a certain type of shot over and over again in movies and you see it again in a movie and you automatically think oh this is what this movie is about and I think that people did that and she kind of did herself dirty in that sense. So, I don't know. I think that she, if she had actually went a little harder and dug deeper than mirror shots. <laughs> it was still very pretty. They were pretty. No, I mean, like, no, it was fantastic. Like, yeah. the, it was done very pretty. But mirror, mirror shots are so fucking surface level. Yeah. But w- we do have to say that we did have to mull this over all week because... It is closer to a four than a three point five. Yeah, I just can't. I can't give it a four and say that it was great when there's certain things about it that just fall a little too short for me. And we just watched a much better movie about narcissism than this one. Right. Yeah. So, and, and I'm giving that one a four. So by default, this one's gonna have to just go down to three point five because I thought that the one that we watched over the weekend about narcissism was done way better than this one. Yeah, but you know. Keep that in mind. It is a very pretty and funny movie. It is a very... It's very funny. Yeah. We were laughing through a lot of it. Uh, we saw it in a pretty packed theater. 
Yeah, we got we got the whole spectrum of reactions in this movie. We had laughter. We had someone gagging behind me, <laughs> gasping. We had audible pe- gasping. We had people leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we said, uh, warning to those people that are uh, turned off from explicit sex acts. But like I said, there's no like other than um, other than Barry Barry Kegel's dick. There is no like intense nudity. There's not yeah. any like super nude sex shots, but and that's what I like about this movie is that you're she was able to get those kinds of reactions and I think it's because the acts themselves are so yeah. perverted and you didn't really have to go that hard with it to get a to get the point across and I do res- I just want to throw that out there. I really respect that movie for the way that it was shot in that sense like I didn't feel that I was missing seeing anything at like boobs bouncing or anything. It would have been cool, but I don't really think that it needed it. I think that the there were, the point got across itself just with the the way that the acts themselves were shot. And I think it's because Barry Barry Keegan is such a great actor. He does a really great job. It's very sexual sexually perverted, but and I can't like show you all. <laughs> But you have to believe me that it's not, it's sexually perverted. It'll get a reaction for you if you hate, hate anything that's not like lights off missionary position. Um, well, they're, they're very out there acts. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just don't really like this. I think people are starting to catch on that the, this, this next generation, the Zoomers are very, very sexually repressed and i think that people are starting to understand the one that, that made that everyone gag wasn't like that bad to me he was tongue fucking a, a tub drain <laughs> no not, that one wasn't the one that made someone gag oh, okay I that, was, that zach. was the one. Oh, that zach was so fucking focused on that scene for some reason it really wasn't that bad <laughs> yeah i don't know if we should get into spoilers yet uh anyway. i would i would lick someone's bathtub like some egg drop soup <laughs> should we <laughs> Get in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, go see go see this one. I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a very funny and fun movie. Uh, if you uh, have a problem with seeing sex in movies, talk to your therapist. Try to work that out, and then watch the movie. Yeah, and I'm not saying that be we're not saying that to be a smart ass. Like genuinely, like you have a problem if you th- if you think that movies are like they've disturb you in any sort of way you need like to you were traumatized you, yeah, need, you to, like, need to like please that talk out. to someone it's not the movie's fault um it's a rough world out there and movies are a great way to microdose uh, a range of emotions without having to um actually do them like tongue fuck a sink drain or a bathtub drain i mean yeah uh so uh, this movie also yeah so We'll get into the movie a little bit now for point by point by point. Um, so if you don't want to hear anything about it, because there really isn't that much given away in the trailer, so we can't say that anything's... Yeah, the trailer was kind of just showed the blurb that I had said previously. Just the very, very simple plot. Um, but uh, this movie reminds me a lot of um, the talented Mr. Ripley. I really love that movie. When I, I love I was that younger. movie. I mean, yeah, as soon as we saw my parents after we saw this one, I told my daddy needed to watch this movie because we love the talent uh talented mr ripley we just watched we've watched that like together once every couple of years yeah, i can't wait for your parents to sit through all the kinky shit in this <laughs> they will they just won't watch it with us <laughs> so uh the it, it had it looks like it was shot at oxford at, like it was very like 
you're 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 gay, Harry. <laughs> oh my god, what did I <laughs> Yeah, I did say that. I was like, you're gay, Harry. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's a freshman in high in college at Oxford and, um, he's not, he, uh, Korg Barry's not fitting in, uh, and he gets a l- kind of, um, autistic friend that's not fitting in either. That's uh, very, yeah, he gets his, too smart for his own good. He's also just a bit of a, a little too, uh, just stick up his ass. Yeah, and he thinks that he's going to be best friends with him. And then, you know, he's like, uh, you know what? Uh, I like these people better because they have fun. <laughs> yeah, I actually did that in middle school to some girls. Oh, Yeah. Well, you can apologize to them now. Um, sorry, I didn't like writing stories about horses and teenage and the in the Teen Titans. That sounds sweet. Maybe if they put more Barry Kogan's dick in it. Um, yeah, I read, I read part of their fanfic story about Teen Titans and I was like, I'm not doing that. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, he just sees Jacob Zellerdy's character around campus and then tries to, and tries to befriend him th- when he see when he sees, spoilers, when he sees him, um, his bike uh, lost his his has bike a, has a flat tire. A flat tire, so he helps him borrow the bike, and that's his way of getting in. He hangs out with them more, and um, there's the weird scene of the, the. I think one of the scenes I want to mention there is where he, the girl that uh, he leaves, he try he tries to pick up and fuck, and she's like, Are you, is. <laughs> oh, she this, thinks, do you think, do you she think thinks this is going to make him Felix jealous? really jealous? Yeah. And, uh, and he says, I don't think he's going to think about it at all. <laughs> yeah. And she she's leaves. like, never mind. And I was like, uh, I mean, he was really honest there. And you obviously just like announced that you were trying to just make someone jealous. Like you're the one pissed off whenever you should have just kept your fucking mouth shut too. Yeah. And uh, what was the thing of why he thought he was weird? He was just being weird to him overall. Maybe that was it. He, um, so they, their friendship was starting to break and then that's where he comes to his door and say that his dad died and his dad was an addict and, uh, died. Yeah. He made up that as, well, 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 spoilers, spoilers. You don't know Um, yet that it's made up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. We already said gave spoilers. It's fine. Um, so, um, that's his way of worming his way into his little summer, summer house. It's called Saltburn. And that's the, hence the name. They said it. So, the, it takes a little bit to get, you know, into the story and all that first part, is, you know, flies by kind of fast, but it still feels like it was shot on, on location. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like all, all those locations looked very old and real. It wasn't CGI. Uh, I don't know where they got this mansion for Saltburn, but like I said, so, um, once they get to the mansion, they're introduced to the actual characters of the movie now. And uh, Rosamund Pike is his mom. Who's fantastic. I love, I fucking love her. She's always fantastic in whatever she's in. And she plays a very, um, see, that's the thing about this movie that, it, so um, usually movies like this, they're like trying to say that rich people are assholes or it has some kind of eat the rich message or something. This movie, the rich people are all really nice people. They're all really nice. Like, they're a little fucked up, but they're really they're nice. They're fucked up and they're a little oblivious at times. Obviously, they're rich people, 
but I will, I, I appreciate that about this movie is that they give a very human, but realistic view of rich people. Um, and you meet the mom and she's very sweet, but then she's like, I'm so glad you're not ugly. Cause I, I am almost allergic to ugly people, you know? And you're like, Oh, there it is. And then, uh, it's so funny when they run into the mom and they're first introduced to, they all just like hang out in a room and watch a small TV or VHSs on a small, or no, no, DVDs. It's yeah. uh, 2006 is when this movie takes place. So yeah, DVDs so, are popular then. Yeah. So there, so they show other like popular movies they're watching at the, the time. The Ring was like one. Like The Ring. And it's very, it feels very 2000. That one, that one like brought up such a core memory from 2006 yeah. specifically watching The Ring for the first time. But uh, I wanted to mention, it was almost a cameo because she's not in a whole lot of the movie. But when they first get there, um, Carrie Mulligan is a character. Oh, yeah. She's Pamela, right? No, well, so in the actual credits, they call her, her entire, her name in the credits is Poor Dear Pamela. Poor Dear Pamela. And that's what Rosamund Pike calls her all Poor the time. Poor Dear Pamela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cute. And that's actually how she's credited. That's what you should have named her cat. Oh no! My so I got a new cat. If you hear something running around in the background, <laughs> he's a rest, kitten. Rest in peace, Shadow. I've yeah. got a new kitten. It's a little Holly popcorn. A little Holly popcorn. A little Holly popcorn. Lovecraft. <laughs> Love cat. Love cat. Sorry. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, and then Richard E. Grant is also like he said he he was in the other movie about a guy liking his time at a really expensive, fancy English castle-esque place yeah and he's just, back reprising his role as a rich like, british yeah, guy <laughs> i do kind of like this this is nice he's he's one of those character actors he's like yes i uh any any movies that need a rich british guy <laughs> <laughs> that's all i do uh so and then his sister venetia uh, yeah venetia i think she was named after the blinds Oh, okay. That was okay, Liz. <laughs> was that too much? <laughs> uh, that's uh, Allison Oliver. I don't really know her too much. And then Archie Mad Mad Medic Medecki. Med- uh, he was in Midsummer, but was afraid even earlier this year. He was uh, actually the in the worst movie we watched this year. Remember, mm-hmm. he was the main character in our one of our. One of our least favorite movies of the year. Oh, yeah. He was on Gran Turismo, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was I the main I guy. I recognized him. He was the main guy. His hair was not as floofy in this as it is in this one. He was way better in this movie. Yeah. Oh, well, everyone. <laughs> everyone was trying way too hard <laughs> in, that, in, in that movie. But he was good in this movie. And he's kind of plays... Uh, the the foil to the main character if he has if he has an antagonist in the movie it's him Mm -hmm. if oliver is barry corgan cogan's kegel's name (laughs) uh so that's pretty much the main cast of characters and we're stuck with them for most of the movie Mm -hmm. and they're all really well acted and well done and their characters are semi-original uh, like I said, because they are not, they they are like, you know, rich people are fucked up and oblivious. And uh, I guess the most fucked up one is uh, Venetia, because they imply that she has a lot of, uh, she has an eating disorder. She has an eating disorder. That the mom just blurts out. But they still do like formal black tie dinner. They have servants. Yeah, the servant is serving cunt is what he's serving. Yeah. he's He is serving cunt. Like, not like he is 
serving cunt. Like he's he is a cunt. Yeah. Um. He kind of. I think he kind of even catches on to. He does. To the There's main always characters. that one person that catches on pretty but he's, quickly. But he's the help, so he can't really say anything. It's not his place. Right. Um, he also just looks like that. Yeah. He looks like that anytime I see him on screen. So, yes, this movie is very gay. You can tell right off the bat that it is a attraction. But he is... Oh, yeah, the movie's also done in voiceover of him sitting in a chair. And he's like, oh, I was in love with him. I loved him, but I was not in love with him. You know, he says, was I in love with him? And then it starts trailing on into the story. But yeah, it just kind of goes through the typical things that you would imagine. Imagine you are a middle school girl. <laughs> in, a, in a castle? <laughs> no, you're a middle school girl and you're dreaming about what you would do if you were in a boarding school and you were able to like be, go to a summer home afterwards and spend, this is, this is what that movie is. A lot of it. And it seems fun when they do all that. Um, I, I think we'll skip to the first big scene that we alluded to earlier during all of this build up and play and him getting to know everybody. He watches Jacob Elordi's character jerking. Oh, they have to share a bathroom together. It's yeah, a huge they, house. It's a huge house, but they have to share a bathroom. No, they have to share a bathroom because the other bathroom's all the way on the other side of the mansion. That's how mansions are. I think people f- forget how mansions are actually set up in wings in wings and so everyone thinks that every room has a bathroom in most mansions and no they don't um i've i have looked on many a million dollar and above home on zillow and the bathroom situations fucking suck yeah take that millionaires you think you have everything (laughs) well where's your bathroom at (laughs) so they have a huge like in the middle of the room like clawed toad bathroom no yeah it is a really nice bathroom so he he uh, jacob lrd um he's just moaning you don't see his dick but he you see most of his body and he's uh jerking off yeah in there and he peeps at him like a little pervert and then uh he gets out and then he comes in and this is the scene that everyone's gonna be talking about this is it this is the one that was having people shocked he licks his cum out of the bottom of the bathtub Barry oliver he climbs into the bathtub and they have a shot just right down there and he tongue fucks the cum out of the drain yeah (laughs) but ever since you told me that it's actually like egg drop soup whenever you come into water. <laughs> Let's change that scene for me a lot. <laughs> you wanted to go bobbing for egg drop soup. God, yeah, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's not where the lady behind you gagged. That's uh, the other no, scene. The other scene. Okay, we'll go ahead and get to that scene because that's in the middle. They, these scenes are just kind of broken up by, you know, them having dinner and hanging out, running and around talking, the fields naked and yeah. talking and stuff. And. So, the other scene that stands out is uh, Venetia just, like, hangs out under his window at night. Yeah, and she's she walks out, and of course, it's, uh, this is really well done, too. Very blue, very night shot, and she's walking across, and he, he watches her walk across, and she has on a mesh see-through nightgown, white panties, and sits down right under his window. And he comes out there and he's like, you know what you're doing? And she was like, no, I just came out to have a smoke. And he's like, no, under my window. And uh, then um, he starts trying to have sex with her. And she's like, no, no, it's uh, that time of the month. And he's like, but I'm a vampire. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he literally puts his fingers on her pussy and then just starts like putting the blood in her mouth and his mouth and, and like all over her all face. All over her face. <laughs> And that's where the girl behind you gagged. That's what she started gagging. And <laughs> honestly, um, everyone's going to cancel me, but it, not, it, that wasn't that bad to me. Um, Who hasn't gone down on someone and been like, uh-oh. It's really wet down here. <laughs> You're so wet. <laughs> <laughs> they come up and I'm like, oh, oops. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to cancel for that. Um but it, I, I need, to, I still need to make my review on Letterbox. But the funniest thing about this scene to me is that your flow is that heavy, and you're walking around in a sheer nightgown <laughs> and white panties. You're like unrealistic. Unrealistic. Those would have been fucking red. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he gets into the bathtub, because he goes down on her after this. Like he goes down on yeah. her, and then he gets into the bathtub, and and people gas at this scene behind me because it shows. And this was a cool shot. He it shows him go underneath the water in the bathtub, and his entire face is red, <laughs> and people gasped and i was like oh no that was pretty cool i like that yeah so i, I enjoy all the perverseness go, to go, this movie go off ministration king <laughs> yeah you sorry. should normalize period sex period uh wiping on face yeah let's get see that do go do that zoomers get over it <laughs> turn that man into your maxi pad <laughs> so uh uh, the movie kind of picks up from there, and I think it kind of escalates. Well, so then, it, so he, um, the, so right before this movie, the mom is talking to him because she really wants, she really wants Oliver to try to have a sexual relationship with Venetia, and she wants to try to to cheer her up, to cheer her up, and to get her to eat. And then after they, after he has, um. Uh, period full moon i guess blood sex with her um uh is that some witch ritual i don't know but the next day she's eating and he's like forcing her to eat and actually keep it down and she's all googly eyed and i'm like but then Gran Turismo over here has to go and fuck everything up yeah he goes and tells Felix and of course Felix uh is um i don't know he, weirded out by it weirded jealous, out, jealous kind of yeah you can tell he's uh, jacob ellardy does a really good job at in this movie of you don't know if he's mad or jealous or both jacob ellardy's character in this movie is also like perfect yeah he is like, perfect he is not a bad guy he doesn't he never does anything wrong he has a pure heart very nice very nice you know at the beginning of the movie you think you know oh he's the cool guy he's gonna be kind of catty but no he's like generally wants to be friends and help him out like he so this comes in later with some of that uh cinematography of him dressed up as an angel and oliver dressed up like a, a devil and you're like oh symbolism yeah that was, i have friends that use subtext and they're all cowards <laughs> yeah th yeah th again it was one of those i was like you could have done something way cooler with this i mean if you i know it's not that i don't respect the angel and demon cinematography in this moment i just felt like it could have been done a little differently instead of just like they're wearing costumes <laughs> um his, his horns were cool though so i'm not too mad about those 
Yeah. So he that's where um our two characters kind of pitted against each other. And this is like well over halfway through the movie. Most of the movie watch, is pretty Yeah, then you watch Oliver lie himself out of it. He says that uh Gran Turismo. Um, yeah, Gran Turismo was just mad and trying to stir the pot. You know, he obviously Oliver's character, you can start seeing that he is very charming. Yeah, and then very, there's the other scene where he basically sexually assaults dude. Yeah, he does. He does. And this is where this is one of those moments that I I um I really liked the character development, not in like the sexual assault for anyone mistakes me um because you start to learn that oliver uses sex to control people and dealing with a narcissistic person in my past and just knowing a couple of other like i'm not saying that lightly like these people are very cold and calculated um Sex is a tool used often to control and abuse. And this scene is just, it's, it's like, it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. He gets on top of him while he's sleeping and then gets, jerks him off. He jerks him off. Yeah. He jerks him off pretty much by, um, I mean, this is assault. This is assault. And, uh, and he's like, oh, you're going to behave. And, I mean, I did accidentally inappropriately laugh because he was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, what if I jerk you off? What if I keep jerking off faster? <laughs> and he's like, fine. I guess if you make me come, I'll behave. Yeah, but that's where I, I don't know. That scene hit a little too hard because using sex to control a situation and to control a person, um, especially whenever you're dealing with, you know, young people that have been together in a house and not really been around other people to relieve their own sexual frustrations and now you have someone coming in and assaulting you and using sex to control you it was just overall icky scene well yeah as it was meant to be yeah it's supposed to be it's supposed to make Obviously, you uncomfortable. Uh, were you uncomfortable during that scene it, it was a, meant to make you uncomfortable it is a point of huge character development yeah and he um tries to get him eliminated even harder right uh but oliver has already thought of thought ahead yeah so then like the main reveal in the movie i guess is uh he um felix uh as a surprise for barry's birthday they say that they're going to give him a big birthday party and then felix for his birthday is going to take him home to his mom and he's been telling him the whole time that his dad's dead and that his mom is also an addict and lives in squalor and yeah and, and then he, um, he drives him home, and it turns out that you know the dad's fine. They're they're actually middle uh, middle class family, upper middle class, I would say. Yeah, they're, they're so they're not. He's not even poor. Um, so of course, after this, Felix is like, "Well, after this big party, we're gonna kick you. You're you're being kicked out, but we already planned the party, so we can't cut it off." You so. also learn that um, Oliver is extremely intelligent. Top top like top percentage of his class um there at his college on scholarship he didn't really particularly need it because his parents are obviously pretty well off but he got it anyway so he's a very smart person and that's something to pay attention to 
Yeah, so then the big party happens, and it's shot really well. Like, mm-hmm. most of this movie is shot really well. Oh, I do want to mention one thing in the movie. Um, the part where Rosamund Pike says that the song Common People was written about her. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and there's a part in the movie, I think it was before that part, where he's feuding with um, he's feuding with Gran Turismo. I'm just going to call him that. <laughs> he's feuding with him, and he makes him sing a song. That's like, you pay my rent. I don't know the song. Do you oh, know the song? I don't know that no. song. Yeah, he made him sing a song to try to demean him. And then he's like, he like <laughs> he said, he's like, this is your song too. Because dude's like a cousin, but he is not wealthy. And he's kind of clinging on to this carpet for a ride too. He's get, He's also been trying to get money for his mom. His mom is not not doing so great. And she spends all of her money and stuff. And so... He's there trying to get more money and stuff, too. And they're trying to cut him off. Yeah, and this family, like, they are really nice. And, you know, they're all fucked up. But the message of the movie definitely isn't fuck rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think that the movie is trying to, like, lift rich people up and say rich people are great. I didn't think that. Like, I, I read some bad reviews for the movie, and I think those people missed the point. I don't think that's a point of the movie at all. I don't think that it's trying to make any type of class commentary whatsoever. It's not. It's really not. I stand by this movie was more of a character study of one person trying to um, look better socially above anything. Yeah, because he is not from a poor family and he still wants what these people have. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not because he was from being poor. It's because it's, he has a personality where it's not enough. He has to look the best. And he views these people in the moment as the best. The movie tries to build up just that this house, Saltburn, and the experience there as, like, peak. Yeah. And just these parties that go on and just, like, the summer there is just, it's just the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really it's like it's like the it's the it's not even just like the wealth it's the house and the lifestyle at the house that's really what is he wants what what he wants yeah but they don't but, make that a hundred percent obvious till a lot later in the movie a lot through the movie they just they do kind of slowly build how devious his character is mm-hmm. until it gets to the end and there's more of a reveal of his uh, motivations but if you are a smart viewer you probably definitely you, already yeah, caught on to that i'm sure someone started. in the audience they did one of those like flashbacks of like showing him doing stuff and some of it like uh I, am i getting too far ahead of myself <laughs> i mean we've bounced around a lot uh they sh- so it, they show that he punctured his he saw him and did this on purpose he punctured his tire so that he could intentionally try to give him get in with him he so he did manipulate it from the start to get in with it mm-hmm. um so, but they show like some stuff during flashback and like some stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that he did, but then it showed him. So he tries to get rid of Gran Turismo by claiming that he was going to sell plates to Sotheby's or something. Yeah, I already knew that Oliver did that. Yeah, it was pretty, it was like, if you did not know that that's what happened, that's then something, like that, like y- you weren't paying attention. That's something but, my ex would have done. But they showed that, but they showed that anyways. And it's like, okay, we didn't really need that. Maybe it's for the slower people in the audience. Um, but then it shows some of the bigger stuff at the end. And so, yeah, I guess we'll get to the end. Maximum spoilers. We're at the end. So he, they have the big party. It's shot really well. Um, symbolism 
he's dressed like a devil. Sim- yeah, he's simple- dressed like he has horns. <laughs> he has horns. Symbolism. He's horny. <laughs> yeah, he says, oh, that's that symbolism? It was because he was horny? He's horny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Double meaning. So he uh, falls. They, there's a maze. They have a, a, a scene where he sees his, he knows his way through the maze. And he follows, um, he follows Jacob LRD through the maze because he's about to go fuck a girl. Yeah, he makes the girl bugger off. I, I use that term. That's what, for, that's what that's what English people say. Yeah. Okay. So he makes her bugger off and is like expresses his love to him and stuff. And of course, because he's going to get kicked out anyways, because he's gonna he, he Jacob Ellardy uh, Felix is going to tell everyone about his. Um, he lied that his parents. Yeah, were that dead. he lied about his parents anyways. So he expresses that. Gives him a bottle of something. I do love, I've thought about it since then, Jacob's line here where he says, I don't know you completely, but I something about you makes my blood run cold. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he, he knows something is like completely off, obviously. Yeah, the movie also um, says that, you know, new, the new people are brought into Saltburn and then they leave. So it's kind of implied that, the other people that he's brought home, something happens, and then they're never seen from again. Right. Uh, so, anyways, party's over, and um, Oliver wakes up to people trying to look for Felix, and they find him dead in the maze mm-hmm. by an OD. Yep. Which, you know, he looked fine when he left him, and he wasn't, like, just snorting lines out in the maze by himself so Mm -hmm. you already know something's up and uh so he ends up you know manipulating his way into staying at saltburn for a while i think the dinner scene after that where they're all sad but they're still eating dinner was still funny to me that was funny the movie so the movie is a is really humorous i i was probably the hardest i've laughed in a while i don't know the movie we saw this (laughs) week was pretty funny too yeah but uh it was it was pretty funny it was pretty like laugh every few minutes type of movie it, it was. was it almost felt like a comedy like that but it is you know it's definitely a drama with a more evil twist here at the end mm-hmm. as the movie descends down into oliver knocking off all of the people in this family <laughs> yeah in a very calculated and long run type of way at the end yeah, because it all happens at the end it escalates quickly mm-hmm. and then you know um so then it's revealed through flashback later that he poisoned the the uh, wine that he gave to him so that he would OD. And then he has a confrontation with Venetia while she's in the tub. And then after she passes out, he slits her wrist to make it look like she killed herself. Yeah. But then he gets kicked out. And there's a large jump in time. He Like, the father kicks him out. The father kicks him out, pays him off, mm-hmm. says, I need you to get the fuck out. Yeah. And yeah, gave him money and kicked him out. So he his he killed the two kids and then he has to wait and then he waits until the father uh dies of natural causes and then waits uh and then stalks um rosamund pike's character until he can oh i ran into you in a coffee shop and then woos her he woos her because he uses sex as a thing so then if then the big reveal is that he has been saying all this to her while she's sick in bed with something and then he um i saw masks outside the coffee shop and she was on a ventilator you think it was trying to say she had covid yes i don't know 
And no, I really do think that's what it was trying to say. Because it jumps forward in time and people have masks outside the, that coffee shop and then she's on a ventilator. That's what I got from it. Mm, could have been any sort of COVID was really, scenario. really high in 2021. Mm, was it 2021? Or 2020, sorry. Yeah, so, but I'm not sure when that was that they ran into each other. Anyways, so then he kills her and then he gets everything. Yeah, he just like fucking rips her ventilator out. And then, and then he wins. He's the bad guy. He wins. He he talked the mom into leaving Saltburn to him. Yeah, and uh, then the final scene of the movie, as we have alluded to, is a very Kegel, Barry Barry Kegels Kogan. I think it's Kogan. It's Kogan. Barry Kogan does a complete dance number in the nude in an empty house in the ha- yeah throughout the whole house throughout the mansion and i swear they must have choreographed this dance so that his dick would be at its floppiest because <laughs> he's it. doing spins he's doing all sorts of stuff <laughs> he is like there's a moment where he looking at a wall and he just like shakes back and forth and you can just see his balls wobbling <laughs> like i said there was i felt like the moves that they made him do were very obvious i love a good bouncy dick <laughs> trying to make his dick bounce so good good on him good on barry as an actor for doing this scene i was saying he is buff as fuck too like as an actor he always plays these loser characters but he is fucking ripped he's lean he's lean and ripped he he's- is cut he is cut. He's cut. It's just his <laughs> body type. He's cut. He No, he's got like them shoulders. I mean, my, I have a brother with those types of shoulders too. And, and it's a very, uh, it's just a lean body type. I don't, I don't know what to say. He's, he's, a, he's a cut motherfucker. He's, he's like, he works, he probably works out just as much as Jacob Allardy. He just don't, <laughs> it's just his body type of how he shows his uh, physique. But I, He's done some work, so he's got them cum gutters, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, and me pointing out his dick. <laughs> you were looking at his dick, I was looking at his cum gutters. <laughs> Jesus Christ, alright, next movie. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah, this movie was fun, go see it. Uh, stuff held it back from us saying that it was four stars, but it's yeah. still very fun, we enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I mean, I didn't really get to elaborate on, on it. Just, uh, oh wait, I did already, we're... I just felt the cinematography kind of fell flat in terms of... It was very simple. If its themes were deeper, I would have given it more, but it just kind of was what it was, and what it was was still fun and funny, so... So, anyway, we're moving on to Napoleon. Yeah, we'll try not to (laughs) spend all night on this one. So, this is the new epic by Ridley Scott, and uh, so, was it last year? No, it was the year before that. Uh... I actually, you know, all of you little film bros and brolettes out there, we actually enjoy House of Gucci. Yeah, I like House of Gucci. Uh, I think, and a, I love the Last Duel. The Last Duel is a step above. I actually gave that a nine. I think Last Duel is amazing, and it should be people. That should be he should have been winning awards for that movie. It's better than Napoleon. It was very good, and nobody fucking saw it. Yeah. It was such a tragedy, because it's such a good fucking film. Uh, I do. I think that, you know, Ridley Scott has had a time in his career where he made shitty movies. Um, the worst among them, Gods of Egypt, or Ugh. whatever, and... Um, 
uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood is also one of his worst. Jeez, he's had some poopers, but he's had, you know, he's made some of the best movies in fucking cinema history, too. Mm-hmm. So, people thought that he lost it there for a while. I We don't like Prometheus at all. I just wish that movie was better. I give it... I, it's a, I, I re-watch that movie sometimes, and I'm still like, fuck this, but... Uh, I actually liked House of Gucci. I think it was a very underappreciated movie that people thought that it was a drama. So when it was being a comedy, they were like, this is so stupid. Oh, my God. Jared Leto's so stupid in this movie. And I'm like, yeah, you motherfucker. He's supposed to be stupid. It's He's a fucking comedy, you dumbass. I actually like, think that we just, I don't know. I don't know why we treat Jared Leto so bad. In movies. Well, because in real life, he's a piece of shit, but he's a decent actor. <laughs> he is a de- Okay, yeah. I mean, a lot of actors are pieces of shit, yeah. but he is a good actor. As as an artist, he is pretty good. I don't know about his band as that artist. I'm not saying... <laughs> he, he, he deserves what we give to him personally, because he is a fucking weirdo. But I don't know why we're so harsh with him in terms of acting, because he's actually a good actor. Yeah, the House of Gucci shit was weird, because... It's like everyone has this like view of it. I've talked to people like, oh, you like House of Gucci? That movie's so silly. And I'm like, yeah, it's a comedy. It's supposed to be oh silly. Oh my God, the comedy is silly? Uh, like, what are you even saying? And people will like show clips. It's like uh, it, House of Gucci feels so, the p- way people act around that movie is so weird to me. Because people, there's a famous clip of uh, Jared Leto's character screaming and then his scream becomes a car horn. And they're like, haha, see this scene? It's so silly. Fuck this movie. And I'm like, how could you watch that scene and not understand that that is meant to be funny? Yeah. Like, it just blows my mind that people are so dense about that or movie. Or him yelling, why so serious? Yeah, there's a scene in the movie where he goes, why so serious? And Like, the movie knows what it's doing. The Gucci, it, it, it had its serious moments and it was funny. And why are we talking about that movie so much? Because Napoleon is the same way. Because it's the same way in this movie and it is divided audiences. Um, they, it's like, it's like because it's a historical movie about a historical character that people expect it to stay 100% true or they expect it to be some stuffy drama. And this movie, uh, takes historical liberties. It stays true to the broad strokes, but you know, and sometimes if there is a flair to be had to make a scene better, it does it. And Ridley Scott's been very upfront that he's just like, it's a movie, bro. Calm down. Like, who cares if that wasn't completely true? And other scenes, uh, people don't like the way that Napoleon's viewed as just kind of a buffoon. And (laughs) he's a a simping buffoon. (laughs) I hope you guys go back to your history books and read more in depth about Napoleon because he was... um, He He was was a simping buffoon. He he was was a funny person. (laughs) Yeah. So... And um, I, I think that we are in a golden age where we can have two movies starring Joaquin Phoenix, where he plays a silly little man with daddy issues. And running away issues. from people. Yeah. <laughs> it, br- it brought back some great moments from our favorite film with the Yerbo is Afraid. Yeah, it did. Uh, it, he's, he's great in it. He's never, he never misses, you know, he brings his A game no matter how crap the movie is. He you know, made Joker a three-star movie. <laughs> he got his fucking Academy Award for that movie for some reason when he deserved it for playing a fucking alcoholic pro- quadriplegic that I bet no one fucking saw that movie mm-hmm. because that's how fucking shit works. But uh, I rather enjoyed this movie. 
I was rather entertained, entertained at the funny bits. Like I, like I said, like when I see people criticizing the movie, it's like they don't understand that the funny bits are supposed to be funny and they think the movies suck it's like like people are so weird they see the scenes that are silly and they're like this scene sucks this movie sucks and i'm like dude it's supposed to be funny like this is a you problem not a movie problem Mm -hmm. because the battle scenes in this movie are fucking fantastic they are beautiful they are gory they are to the point um I think I've heard that there's going to be a four hour or more cut that comes to Apple TV plus later. And I think that will be a better, that will be better than this because some of it does feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Some of it, uh, especially I hope that they expand upon the Russian part in this, when they're in the Russian snow and all that part. I thought that that part was really rushed. So I think that's my main criticisms of the movie is it felt rushed, but I really enjoyed this movie uh, because it. I enjoyed the comedy aspects of it. Um, you have anything specific to say? No, I mean, I mean, I could end up raising my score whenever they release the longer version of it. Yeah, this movie once again is getting more hate than it should because people can't understand what comedy looks like when it slaps them across the fucking face. Yeah, it's called slapstick. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but Ridley Scott in, is in his era where he's not taking shit 100% seriously. And I actually, I'm a, okay. I'm a huge history buff. Um, I was very familiar. I'm very familiar with the events these decades in France before we even saw the movie. This was a very silly time in France, by the way. I don't understand people are so stuffy about it because if you know anything about these decades, then the, the Napoleon decades and the you know the french literally doing a revolution right before these events happen and then the yeah this was very silly of them yeah no spoilers on this one because it should be common knowledge in history it really should be guys please if you don't understand what's going on i i i know that i sound like a huge dork whenever i say this but history can be fun and you should go read up on yeah, it yeah maybe if your history teacher showed you cool movies like napoleon <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish more. my history teacher had, but instead I had to write a three-page paper hey, for... Uh, my eighth-grade teacher showed us the Zabruder film, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I just remember all this because I had to write a three-page paper for an exam. Can I log that on Letterboxd? Is the Zabruder film on Letterboxd? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll look for it later. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, um, like I said, no spoilers. Like, you should know this. Uh, you know... Move, movie kind of ju- jumps through his life, uh, starts off with the beheading of Maria Antoinette. The last queen. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that part's serious. <laughs> and the, the, um, then it, um, he does his first like military campaign where he storms a bastion and gets them to fire upon the boats and his... At, the, at a port. At yeah. a port. Uh, and his... Um, horse takes a cannonball and these oh and my the, god i almost cried I yeah was it was like, worse why? than watching shimmer die oh my god don't mention shimmer <laughs> i'll so, cry so uh these scenes are done pretty well um and that's i mean yeah the horse getting wrecked like that i did it was jarring. I was like, oh no. I was not emotionally prepared for that. They just kind of touch on some things about how he came into power. So so one of the things too is at the end of the movie, I'm gonna jump around a lot. It's history and you know it. 
uh, at the end, it it says how many battles he won. And of course, it's not going to show all of them. Mm-hmm. But I think that it could have done more to just show exactly how, like, he was really good at winning there for a while. And then when he lost, he lost big time. Like, he didn't lose that many times. But when he did, it was devastating. <laughs> so, he was a really good general. Um, but I think the big part of the movie that becomes like a big touchstone and a big important part of this movie that probably sets it out from other things is, uh, his relationship with, um, Josephine. Vanessa Kirby. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is fantastic in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, she was in, um, the, uh, Mission Impossible movie we saw it was earlier in Dead this Reckoning. Year. Yeah. She, and you were like, do her eyes always look like that? Is that I d- like- don't think they did. <laughs> they were a little more pronounced in that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's great in this too. Uh, so the two main leads are great. Um, they had a very out there. See, this is the same thing with House of Gucci. They had a very public and out there relationship where their dirty laundry was aired publicly to everyone. Like, yeah, imagine when, getting cheated on. It's in the newspaper the next <laughs> yeah. day. He he abandoned a campaign in another country because he heard that she was cheating mm-hmm. and came back. That's fucking love. <laughs> that's so. That's a simp. She was. She's. She. She kind of a hoe, <laughs> but that like you guys talk about simp's. That's a. Simp. He is a simp. He is the. He, he is aban- a historical he, simp. He abandoned his bros. He's a historical simp. Historical well. simp. And it kind of does show their... Ro- so, a lot of the stuff around this, like, romance stuff is shown, like, some people have even called it a romantic comedy. And, you know, it's funny. It is funny. I, I enjoy it because they're two great actors and it the set and costumes and everything is so great around it. I think lighten that's why people, it's so hard. Up. Maybe that's why it's so hard for people to find the humor in it because, I mean, Ridley Scott is so great at putting together and getting everything together for uh costumes and sets and everything and they're always so epic and serious looking and and then you have people being silly like my favorite part of the movie is whenever napoleon's talking to the um it's it's the emperor of austria and he's like and he's like oh you don't want peace with me you think you're so special because you have boats yeah you you cackled during that part and i feel like other people in the theater did not understand how funny that was meant to be (laughs) i'm I'm a history nerd so Uh, it was funny to me for several reasons i'll skip around to some of the other funny bits uh there's the part that everyone's talking about and like i said this is one of those parts where i have seen people be like this movie's so stupid look at this and then we are like look at this scene it's so great it's the destiny has led me to this pork chop <laughs> yeah, destiny has led me to this pork chop. <laughs> Where he, she basically says that he's fat, and he's like, "Well, I eat good." <laughs> yeah, he goes, "I like my meals." Yeah, I like my meals. <laughs> destiny has led me to this pork chop. <laughs> he's so sassy about it's it. It's so fucking cheeky. I yeah. love it. And like I said, like, and then he throws food. At, he throws food at her. <laughs> yeah, like it's just so silly. Uh, um, their sex scenes are really funny. Yeah, because he just kind of humps her like a rabbit from behind for thirty seconds, and, <laughs> and then he goes, "That's gonna make a son." <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's meant to be hilarious. You know, it's even funny as we talk about it. 
Uh, so I definitely recommend this one four stars if you think that's funny. If you just lighten up, go into I it knowing it's a comedy. Know. Go like, back and watch House of Gucci again knowing it's a comedy. I think it deserves four and a half. I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll make that call later. I think uh, you gave it four and a half. No, I didn't. No, I gave it four. Uh, yeah, I gave it four. Oh, I thought I, I could have sworn I, you gave I, it four if, and a half. If the if the mini series like goes fucking hard, then then we'll see. Hmm. We'll see what the miniseries is like. Uh, hopefully that comes out sometime early next year. Uh, I think just in what other scenes you want to touch on the, um, the, his big downfall scenes of going to Russia. Uh, he goes into the town and that scene was re- really cool where he goes into the empty town and it's burned. It's Moscow. Yeah. He goes, he marches to Moscow and it's empty and he, you know, he's sleeping in, He's sleeping in the czar's bed and everything. And then they wake up and they've set their own city on fire. And he is just like, so, I mean, this is historically accurate. He is pissed. He is pissed. He's like, he doesn't want to confront me. Why would they do this to their own city? And then he forces his men to march through the Russian winter. And like I said, that's probably the weakest scene to me. I feel like they should have like really dug into there. And well, I this hope- is a really like actually tragic. Yeah, event. And, and he killed like 90% of a huge army. Yeah. He had a 600,000 person army. Yeah, And he killed like 90% of them. He came home with 46,000. That's, well, that's why they just, they're like, never mind, We don't want you anymore. And Oh, it shows him getting the, cr- the crown and like we said, this is the silly part in French history where they're like, we don't want a king and queen no more, but an emperor. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah, maybe we need an emperor. <laughs> and and I'm like, be- guys, this is just a king. Yeah, exactly. Like it's fucking history is a time is a flat circle. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to start using my quote now. Time that's is a flat circle. That's my quote. <laughs> no, I said it first, and you you were like I say that all the time. No, you don't. I watched that show way before you did. Okay, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, his whole like lot they sh- they do go into how his whole relationship with his wife is pretty much ruined because he's obsesses over having an heir, and he ends up you know dying alone on a with no it wouldn't have mattered anyways. Well, yeah, he does. Uh, he should have just produce an heir eventually. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he, yeah. So he, it goes. He gets into, a divorce. <laughs> it from goes Josephine. into their divorce, and yeah. it kind of goes into how that's a regretted, and he still loves her, and he's just has to live. She has to live on some other piece of land now, and he has to marry someone else, and it does. It does go through these like life events, and like I said, the. Oh, and then the problematic moment where he marries a 15-year-old. Hey, it was a different time, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really wasn't that far back in history. Well, you know, it was better than Elvis. <laughs> you know, did did Elvis marry someone to uh, get an heir and combine two countries? Didn't think so. <laughs> he didn't do it to join two realms and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever she walks in and she and he's like, "Oh, you're so petite." And I was like, "Yikes." <laughs> She's a child. I mean, that's like fucking history. People get mad when Game of Thrones does it. Uh as a sidebar, I've started uh listening to the first Game of Thrones book and it's just made me think like, "No, dude, like I remember people arguing Oh, oh no, he needed to take this stuff out of the show because people had a problem with like rape being in the tv show and stuff and i'm like it, it is a fantasy world but it's 
governed by like the way the real world works that's the whole point and people are like no it's fantasy it should be nice the okay so like history sucks bro the 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 uh, him marrying that the austrian girl was funny for several reasons i mean not because she's a child but also because uh that's uh what they tried with marie antoinette she was an austrian princess that they married to the french king to unite those countries they're just really trying to get this austrian thing (laughs) going you read that for the first time and you're like am i am i reading this correctly i hope nothing (laughs) did this again (laughs) i hope nothing bad happens with austria hungry later yeah i hope nothing i hope nothing really bad happens there (laughs) 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 so um yeah so the movie shows him getting exiled and then coming back from exile like i said some of this stuff is what feels kind of rushed it feels him coming back he, he doesn't get to josephine in time and she dies she dies of diphtheria yeah um he is able to have such charisma that he gets troops back to his side and i felt like that could have been fleshed out more like though that's really my main criticisms with this and all of the criticisms that i have can be really solved with this upcoming um this upcoming series so maybe we'll talk about it again once that comes out and yeah. we can actually see if they solve some of the problems that i had um if, if you guys want like um you can pay and we can do a four-hour live commentary yeah just give us more money people yeah we need money to live you, you might have to like all pull together because i don't i think we deserve more than ten dollars an hour for it <laughs> pull pull your money together <laughs> we need food um so uh it does kind of slow down to do the whole uh waterloo bit yeah which you know i don't know if he i'm sure it's one of the most talked about battles in the history of everything you know it is one of the most talked about ones it's a very interesting battle though i don't know i haven't looked into it afterwards like was it was it even winnable did he fuck did he fuck up by just doing the battle period i think that's a point yeah that was the whole point too is that he did that battle to try to stop because he's he the whole point was he was trying to stop them from being reinforced Mm -hmm. and so if he was going to lose either way if he didn't do the battle they would have been reinforced and they would have lost whatever battle came next right so Maybe he was always fucked. I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to look it up later and somebody's be like, here's how you win the Waterloo level on yeah, extreme difficulty. Your, your war simulator, <laughs> your divorce dad type war simulator does not actually do anything about real life. I'm going to redo Waterloo in Warhammer with orcs. All right. Uh, they're going to be French orcs. <laughs> French orcs. <laughs> they're going to be French orcs. God. And they'll be like, oh, croissant. Actually, a- actually, that is just a little nerd side. Uh, orcs are actually cockney. They'd actually be the British. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. They're you actually should, the British. You should apologize to the I'm orcs. I'm sorry. So. Orcs are cockney. <laughs> Anyways, I recommend this movie. Don't listen to the haters. Uh, Ridley Scott is an old fuck and he's getting grumpy, but I think he's got a few more films left in him. He is a worker. Martin Scorsese is grumpy too. <laughs> yeah, well, you would be grumpy too if uh, what you loved film, you watched it die. Oh, wait, is that why I'm grumpy? One of the many reasons, probably. Yeah, film is in dire straits right now. 
So, so I don't believe. Go save cinema, people. Uh, Send us money and go to the theaters more, and I will become less grumpy. The end. (laughs) Watch us next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I guess we're gonna wrap up our episode. If you want to follow us on Facebook and post memes and just talk to us in general and get updates. Our Facebook group is Unhinged Movie Misfits. If you search in groups, our Instagram page is at Unhinged Movie Podcast. And we are on, I don't know where I was going with that. We're nowhere else at the moment. We're also on Patreon. It's a pinned in our group and it's on our Instagram. If you want to contribute to it to keep us muppeting in cinema please sir i need more to muppet we need more to muppet bye Bye. i should be able to talk about a nice dick when i see one